within 30 minutes, he managed to negotiate it to 3,500. That's a huge so, drop. Yeah, that's a very huge drop. Welcome back to our next episode of So Far So Good. Uh, today we have a very interesting guest. She is the co-founder of The Immigration People. And uh, she has a very interesting history as well. Now a mompreneur with a beautiful child. And uh, she has set up this company with uh, her other two partners in 2019 uh, because she was originally from Malaysia. And uh, guess what? She has also flew uh, with SQ for five years uh, before setting up her business uh, in Singapore. So welcome, Kay, to So Far So Good. Thanks, Melvin. Thanks for your invitation. Yeah, very good to have you here. And uh, I think uh, the immigration topic is very related to mm -hmm. um, the property industry because usually the the route that a lot of families will take uh, when they come to Singapore, mm. uh, whether um, they're they are starting work here or, or mm. doing their, their business here or setting up a new business here, uh, they usually will, will enter into the route of settling their citizenship, mm. uh, their PR status. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, at the same time, they also hunt for their property as well. So yes. um, we want to invite you here today because mm. uh, I think our listeners and our audience will have a lot of key questions, especially our, our uh, audiences that are from uh, overseas um, mm. that are planning to come to Singapore. So I think uh, it's, it's our pleasure to have you here. Thank uh, you for thanks, coming. Thanks, Melvin. Right. So I want to understand mm. about um, why do you set up the immigration people? What was your, your key passion? Actually, the reason why I set up the immigration people is that uh, previously I was in the immigration industry as well. So me and my uh, now partner, we used to be ex-colleague. Right. Yeah, so we find that, you know, this industry right, itself is non-regulated, so a lot of people actually make it too commercialized. Mm. And for us, right, we want to be different from a lot of our competitors out there. So we set up the immigration people. I guess that we share a very uh, same value as Property Lean Brothers, which mm. is we want to serve our client with integrity. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm not sure if you have seen the news uh, recently, you know, one of our competitors was featured on CNA due to using like false claim and all this because the industry is non-regulated. So right. to be honest, uh, we want to really, you know, set a high standard in our industry. So that's why we set up the immigration people. Right, great. Mm. And um, what, is, uh, what are some of the key services that uh, mm. the immigration people provide um, on a day-to-day -day basis? Actually, the type of services that we provide inclusive of Singapore PR, citizenship application. We also do work passes as well, such as employment pass, S-pass. And we also do all sort of immigration passes, such as long-term visit pass, so on and so forth. Mm, mm. Okay. And um, just now you mentioned about application for permanent resident. Um, mm. uh, does that also entail um, the application towards Singapore citizenship as well? Yes, we do. Okay, yeah, correct. Great. And I think this, these two are definitely one of the key things that we want to understand a little bit mm, more. Sure, sure. Yeah, so um, maybe you can share with us like um, in totality on a month-to-month -month basis or maybe mm. on an annual basis, um, how many, um, usually how many applications are there for mm. um, uh, families or, yeah, okay. or individuals that want to apply for PR? Okay, actually, right, normally... Uh, on a per annum basis, there are approximately 80 to 100,000 wow. PR application file. It right. could be single application, it could be family applications. Mm. Yeah, exactly how many percentage, this is, uh, this remain unknown. So right. ICA never published this data. 
Yeah. Oh. And meanwhile, for citizenship application, right, it's approximately about 50 to 60,000 of applications. Mm. Mm, and mm. actually, government only approved about 32,000 yeah, for PR and 22,000 for citizenship. Every year. Every year. So 32,000, 22,000, that's, that's like the rough magic number. Yes, year to year you're basis. right. That's okay. the quota that we always talk about. Right. Yeah. So uh, has this trend been on an increasing quota trend or decreasing quota trend over the past like mm. 5 to 10 years? Actually, it has been going up. Mm. Yeah, but pretty steady slope, but not really a very steep slope. However, last year we have observed that there's a dip in the number of PR and citizenship approval. Mm. And it gives... Our client a misconception that you know government is not giving out PR and citizenship status anymore because they kind of decrease the quota. Mm. Actually, that's not the case. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, right? The reason why there's a lesser people getting approval because of uh, travel restrictions during COVID, uh, a lot of people are unable to travel back to Singapore to complete the final step for PR and citizenship formalities, mm. which require you to go down to ICA itself. Right. So yeah. you have to physically go down to IC. Yes, On correct. the final step. Yes, correct. Right. So I actually did a few uh, in-principle approval extension for mm. some of my clients that were stuck overseas. They are unable to travel back. Right. Yeah, so we helped them to write into ICA to extend. So overall, right, uh, actually it has been going up slope. In fact, right, the government have intention to increase the population. Yeah, but mm. right now it's going down actually. So mm. it's something that the government is very concerned about. Right, okay. Mm. So so maybe uh, let us start off with the application process for mm. getting a Singapore permanent resident status. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of our audience will be very interested to find out um, how to increase their chance of, mm. of getting a, a higher success rate of getting mm. a PR. So uh, maybe let's start off with the current um, so-called work status that mm. a person might have because mm. there, there's like a work permit status, there's mm. SPAS status, there's yeah. EP status. Does this few different status affect your, your success rate of getting a PR? Uh, that's number one. Mm. Number two is that how long do you need to be in Singapore uh, mm. as a working individual to have a higher chance uh, to get a, a success rate for PR. Mm. Number three is that does the amount of income that you earn mm. uh, play a factor in, in all these things? Yeah. Now, first thing is the different type of passes. There's a reason why it's called work permit, S-pass and employment pass because it's catered for different group of people. Mm. Now, work permit, right, there's no salary requirement. Yeah, so it often caters for, example, you know, workers in the construction industry, yeah, with lower pay, mm. right? Work permit, uh, you cannot apply for PR, yeah, with your own merit. Mm. So you cannot apply yourself unless you're married to a Singaporean or PR, or maybe your spouse is an S-pass or EP holder, then your spouse can be a main applicant and tagging you along in the application. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, second right. is S-pass. So S-pass, right, is for mid-skills workers, yeah, in the construction, shipping industry, so uh, normally they will have a decent qualification, like maybe just a diploma, but not tertiary qualification. Mm. And the salary requirement is 2,500. Mm. Yeah. And for EP, right, it's catered for PMET. We call them professional manager, executive and technicians, mm. right? So you must have a tertiary qualification. Right. Yeah. And the salary requirement recently has increased, okay? to actually 4,500 if mm. you're in the financial industry. Right. Yeah, but if you're not in the financial industry, you'll be slightly lower. Okay. But this is just a guideline. Mm. Yeah, because if you go up to MOM website, right, if you play with the self-assessment tools, you will understand that actually the requirement has increased 
a lot. So uh, for a, a, a client who have more experience, yeah, and because of their age is slightly older, they probably need to have about 8,000 to mm. get an employment pass. Right. Yeah. Right. So I would say that the chances is definitely different. Mm. Yeah. S pass because of maybe lower salary contributions and probably they are not in the right industry. So it does affect their chances of getting a approval. Mm. Yeah. So uh, does this mean that um, so-called individuals that is in the employment pass category mm. will have a higher chance of getting yes, a PR? Yes, you're right. But not because of the pass itself, but because of you know their salary, the industry they're in, their qualification, mm. that makes the difference. Okay. Mm. How about um, does their age group matters? Yes. Yes as yeah. well. Okay. Because actually, uh, Prime working age in Singapore is between 25 to 54 years old. Mm. So if you're above 54 years old, then I would say that the chances will be slightly lower. Mm. Yeah. However, it doesn't mean that you have no chance. Mm. Yeah. Because if you're slightly older, but you have a very high, you know, contributions, yeah, mm. in terms of your economic contributions, mm. you still stand a chance. Mm. 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 Right. right. So um, it is actually a host and combination of factors like yes, your salary. The amount of tax that you contribute. And, yes, and maybe uh, length of stay in Singapore and right. which industry you are in. Mm. Right. Okay, how about um, the the fact that uh, if, let's say, um, you are, uh, in terms of your, your family status, mm. right? So, uh, if, let's say, you are married mm. to a, a Singaporean mm. or you're married to a PR, does that increase your chances? Of course, it mm. does because your status is different, right? You're a mm. spouse of a Singaporean and PR. Right. Actually, right, there are different ways that you can apply for Singapore PR. Mm. Yeah, and one of the way, right, is through the sponsored scheme. Mm. Yeah, so you will apply in a different category comparing with those who are applying using their work pass, such as employment pass. Right. Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about the sponsored scheme? Mm. Yeah. Sponsored scheme, right, if let's say you're a spouse of a Singaporean or PR or you're unmarried child below 21 years old, yeah, mm. of a uh, Singaporean and PR, you can actually apply for Singapore PR status too. Right. And the things that they're going to look at will be slightly different because they're going to look at the sponsor profile more. Oh, yeah, okay. because some of them are housewife, they're not working, right? So IC is going to evaluate the sponsor profile. They're going to see if the sponsor has a strong financial ability to actually support. Yeah, so they're going to see the spouse, uh, you know, contribution as well. Mm, right, so they right. look at your family nucleus. Yes. Right, yeah, understand. Right. Mm. And um, usually, um, among all these factors, mm. uh, let's say, example, somebody is, is uh, in Singapore for uh, mm. a period of time mm. um, and they're holding an EP status, mm. they are in the PMET uh, industries. Mm. Um, somebody that is of the same status that has been in Singapore for one year, mm. uh, not married, mm. individual, versus somebody that is at the same status, also an EP status, for three years, which which one has a higher chance? Yeah, um, actually, of course, if you stay in Singapore longer, right, you stand a slightly higher chance. But however, I did mention one thing is that IC is going to look at it holistically. Mm. Yeah, so they're also going to see, you know, are you married or single? Right. Yeah, if married, you know, it will be better, yeah. Because, uh, you know, the fact that uh, you, you, if you have a child, it will be even better because our total fertility rate in Singapore is going on, on a downslope. Mm. Yeah. And the latest number is a 1.10. Mm. Mm. And for Chinese and Indian, okay, the fertility rate dropped below one. 
So which means that one Chinese woman, right, not necessarily have one kids in Singapore. So this is something that the government is quite concerned about. Right. Yeah. So right. that's why you know they actually have uh, campaigned to talk about fertility. You know, talk to your doctor if you have fertility issue. You know, things like that. Right. So this is what the government is doing to try to promote, yeah, people to have more babies. Apparently, right. Singaporean is good in many ways, making money, but not, you know, mm. making babies. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> correct. So, yeah. so, so the government is going to look at a lot of factors. Yeah. So, uh, I would, I would say that I have successfully helped people who just being in Singapore for one year to get PR approved as well. Mm. So, if let's say the length of stay is short. But the rest of the factors, they are quite good at it. They still can, you know, make up to their profile. Right. Mm. So uh, coming back to this point, um, mm. just as we were chatting before before we, we start filming, was that uh, you mentioned that the chances of of um, getting a PR actually the, the best chance is that the first application. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Compared to let's say a second and third and fourth mm. application, right? So um, going back to that same example, mm. if um, Somebody were to, to seek your advice. Mm. Uh, they are single, not married. Mm. EP, um, should they submit the application after working in Singapore for one year, or mm. should they work longer than submit? Like which one has a higher chance, or they should just try? Uh, what mm. is your advice? Uh, my advice is that you know they should uh, try after at least one year in Singapore. Mm. Yeah, although on ICA website, right, black and white is you only need to submit your six months pay slip. And then you can apply for PR. Right. Yeah. So uh, some of my clients, they come to me after six months being in Singapore. But my uh, advice to them is that, oh, perhaps you should, you know, at least have one year tax record in Singapore. And then you apply for PR. However, this advice, right, I would say is uh, different case to case basis. So that's why one very important step that we always do, yeah, before we even take in the case is to have a complimentary consultation with our client. Mm. Yeah, so mm. during the consultation, we will ask them a lot of questions like which company they're working for, how much is their salary, right? Because we want to see economic contribution, how long they've been living here, their age, and then we will be able to propose them when is a good time to file. Mm. So, you know, for your question, actually, right, it really depending on a lot of factors. Right, mm. right. Right. Thanks. Uh, I think there's a lot of clarity uh, regarding yeah. the, the PR application. Mm. I think audience will appreciate that a lot. So, uh, I think the second very important one is that uh, after being a, a permanent resident for some time, mm. uh, when would be the right time to apply for citizenship if, mm. if um, one person or a family wants to go mm. towards that route? Okay. Actually, right, uh, same black and white, mm. right? Black and white on ICA website, it's always two years PR. You can actually apply for Singapore citizenship. Mm. But based on my experience, yeah, we know that government would like to see, okay, your commitment. So actually, it would be better if let's say you clock in five years, you do your first renewal of your uh, REP, mm. right? And then you apply. Okay. Yeah, but of course, this is also, like I mentioned, case-to-case -case basis. Because I have personally seen some very committed PR candidates, excellent profile. They try to file before five years and they can get approval as well. Mm, mm. Okay. And how long is the uh, application status like for, uh, for somebody that wants to apply for citizenship mm. until they get a result, whether it's approved or rejected? Mm. Usually, how long does the process last? Mm, okay. You're talking about citizenship? Citizenship, yes. Yeah, then it will be between one to two years. For oh, one to two years, wow. Yeah, okay. correct. So, so this is the common timeline that we have seen. Wow, mm. okay. So um, how about 
uh, backtracking to, to PR application, how long does that, the process take? PR application is between uh, four months to nine months. Ah, okay, so mm, it's faster. It's slightly shorter. Yeah. Okay. Because for citizenship, right, it, uh, on their website, on ICA website, for citizenship application, they are asking you uh, additional documents that mm. you want to su uh, submit to support your application. Right. Yeah, so they encourage you to actually put in additional things because... To be honest, giving a passport to you, right? They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be very careful. Mm. So when they ask you for additional documentation, and of course, the review process become longer. Mm. Yeah, I, I yes, uh, it's one to two years, but more often or not, it's about one year. Okay, mm. but uh, that means um, somebody will have to wait for one, <laughs> one and a half years to hear the result. Yes, you're okay. right. In fact, I just filed my uh, citizenship application two months back. I'm still anxiously waiting. Wow, okay. <laughs> right. And um, if let's say somebody is uh, being rejected mm. um, on the application of uh, Singapore citizenship, uh, how long do they have to wait to reapply? What is the cooling period? Okay, actually there's a cooling period for both PR and citizenship application, which is six months. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, uh, nowhere to be found on ICA website, yeah, but as we are in the industry for quite some time, we understand that ICA do not like applicants to keep filing an application without any profile change. Mm. So that's why they would prefer you to have a cooling period of six months. Mm. Yeah. What they are expecting in this six months is uh, for you to have some development. Okay. Maybe some career development, you've gotten a promotion and increment. Then with this kind of profile change, you can actually reapply again. Okay, so mm -hmm. profile change, I would assume that is either your career, mm. is either your marital status, yes. <laughs> whether you have kids or not. Yes, and you're like right. That. And probably, you know, you have gotten a higher qualification, some mm. personal certifications. Yeah, this will help you. Okay, so mm. going back to age, just like you mentioned that mm. there's a, a age category that the government is looking at, mm. and that's between 20 plus to about... The, that's the prime working age, 25 working age. to 54 years old. So. Okay, what is the oldest applicant that you've seen <laughs> that have gotten approval for PR and citizenship? Okay, uh, interestingly, the oldest client that I've seen that get PR approved is 80 years old. Wow, okay. Is it because the kids are here and they are already PR in Singapore? Uh, of course, uh, because of many factors. Mm. Yeah, because of his contribution, you know, his industry is quite niche actually, the industry that he's in. Right. Yeah, so that's why, you know, he still can get approval at such a, you know, uh, older age. Right. Yeah, correct. Meanwhile, for uh, citizenship, right, interestingly, uh, most of my clients are 40 years old and, and above. 40 years old and above? Yeah, correct. Okay. If you take a look at the data from ICA website, right, for right. PR and citizenship, right, right. there's a, a, a contrast in the sense that uh, for citizenship, okay, right. uh, above 40 years old is still quite high, the approval, yeah, but for PR, right, it's not that high. Yeah, mm. the reason is because for citizenship, right, more often or not, people spend a very long time in Singapore. Then they think about applying for citizenship. Mm. Because Singapore uh, citizenship, right, the government doesn't allow you to hold dual citizenship. So that's why it takes a longer time for people to finally make a decision to change their passport. I see. That's mm. why they're usually above 40. Yes, correct. Usually above 40. I see. Mm. Okay. Um, next question. Mm. Okay. Does owning a property already mm. as a foreigner mm. or a Singapore PR mm. affect your chances of getting a PR or a citizenship? Like, does it help to get a higher chance? 
Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, owning a property here, of course, it will help you. Because uh, actually, one thing is extremely important. ICA will give PR status for those who think that they have a long-term plan in Singapore. It's mm. very committed to further single in Singapore and potentially, maybe, applying for citizenship, just like me, right? Mm. Okay? Mm. So they're looking for this kind of candidates. Right. So uh, more often or not, a lot of time we advise clients to show their intention mm. in their application. You have to show that you have, you have high intention to live here for a very long time. That's why you will have to do some volunteering works. You know, you have to have some investment here, maybe some retirement plans in Singapore. Right. Yeah, and of course, you know, if you have a house here, it is one of the best way to tell them that you're very committed. Oh. Yeah, that you already purchased your dream home in Singapore. Right. Mm. So intentions can be met via property purchase. Mm. And just like you mentioned, doing volunteer work, is mm. it more towards right. like um, uh, for your children's education, like you're getting oh, no. <laughs> or is it like charitable charitable organization and stuff charitable like that? Charitable organization. Okay. So we will actually... Uh, uh, guide the clients, okay, to do some volunteering works, mm. yeah, clocking in certain hours mm. on a monthly basis, yeah, right. to show that they are committed and wants to give back to the society. Ah, okay. Mm. There was also another thing that you mentioned after uh, the volunteering. What was that factor? The uh, you can have some investment oh, insurance in Singapore. Right. That means yeah, you purchase correct. local investment, mm, uh, insurance correct. investment and stuff yeah, like that. Right. Oh, okay. Mm. That's pretty interesting. What <laughs> other ways uh, are you able to 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 show your long term commitment plans other than investment, charity, and property? Uh, marrying a Singaporean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, marital status. Okay. Understand. Um, and um, how about, um, let's say, example, uh, just like you mentioned about renewing your permanent residence mm. uh, status, right? So, um, how many years um, once you are, let's say, a, a first-time PR, right? Mm. Do you have to renew it? And Yes. Yeah. yeah, actually, right, uh, the PR status, okay, that, that's the reason why it's called permanent residence. Mm. Yeah, because it's actually permanent. But the tricky part is that the five years renewal of re-entry permit. The re-entry permit allows you to come in and out of Singapore. You have right. to renew it every five years. Right. And more often or not, what IC is going to look at is, are you committing in, committing your, your hours here in Singapore? Out of these five years, do you have at least maybe two and a half years working and living in Singapore? Mm. And the renewal year is very critical. Mm. Yeah, basically the renewal process is pretty simple. Yeah, they're going to ask you two important questions. Mm. Are you currently residing in Singapore? Second question is, are you currently working in Singapore? Mm. Then they will ask for your employment details. Right. So if let's say your clients, you know, not living here, not working here, they will have trouble renewing their REP. Ah, mm. okay. So if let's say somebody failed at the renewal mm. and they got their PR revoked, yeah. uh, what are their chances of reapplying and getting approved again? <laughs> is it extremely low or like how, how does it work? It is quite low actually. Okay. <laughs> it is quite low. Okay, so because it's important to hold on to, to mm, your... Okay. Correct. Because Singapore government, they take this very seriously. Singapore is not a place that you would like to come in and out, you know, easily. Right. Then now, if you, today you don't feel like it, you know, then you give out your status. It's very hard to get it back. Right. Mm, so right. how many uh, clients do you um, mm. meet and service on a monthly basis? Wow, oh, 
That's a lot, actually. Okay, actually, uh, what I can uh, tell you is that the whole team, okay, mm. we have a team of 11 people right. in the immigration people. And uh, the number of cases that we are handling on a monthly basis is approximately 50 to 80 cases. Wow. Yeah, right. but it includes of PR, a work pass. Nowadays, we are handling a lot more work pass application as well due to mm. the fact that the regulation changes a lot in the recent years mm. and a lot of HR, they kind of find that they cannot cope with all the changes, you know. So, a lot of EP got rejected. So, they start to look for professional help. Right. Mm. So, um, if let's say any of our audience would like to seek your help mm. to apply for any work passes or employment passes, or maybe application for PR and citizenship. Mm. Uh, usually, how can I f- how can they find out about your fee rates? Oh, mm. uh, that's a very interesting question right. because we are basically the only firm in the industry that publish our pricing on the website. Ah, okay. Yeah, so you can just correct. go to the immigration people yes, website. Yes, correct. They right. can just go to www.tip.com.sg and mm. then there's a pricing tab. So, uh, like I mentioned earlier, this industry is non-regulated. So, there are people who, you know, uh, charging our client according to their pay grade. Yeah, so I literally have a client got a quotation of 10000 from this particular immigration firm. Mm. And uh, within 30 minutes, he managed to negotiate it to 3500 Wow, okay. Yeah, okay, that's a huge so, drop. Yeah, mm. that's a very huge drop. Mm. Yeah, unlike, you know, property industry is highly regulated, right? You have mm. to take exam, but not our industry. Right. So you publish your fee rates um, based mm. on the type of service that you want to yes, apply for. Right. Okay. And uh, usually, how, how does the engagement process work? Maybe you can share with our mm. audience, like, would mm. there be a dedicated consultant yes. for their case? Mm. And usually, um, like, does, is, is it for the whole entire application process? Mm. Like, maybe you can share a little bit more. Sure. Mm. Uh, normally, right, for those who uh, are inquiring with us, they show interest to apply for PR and citizenship, they have to come to our complimentary consultation. Uh, we will ask them a lot of questions about their profile and then we'll give them some suggestion on what they need to do to build up their profile. So we normally work with the client for a period of over three to four months time mm. yeah, to focus on building up their profile. Right. Yeah, you know, sending them to, to uh, you know, uh, volunteering work, so on and so forth and uh, helping them to draft a cover letter, testimonials to present a better profile to ICA. Mm. So after three to four months, and then we will file the application. And throughout the process, right, there will be a consultant and there will be a documents controller, which is in charge of documentation. Mm. Yeah, forms, you know, and then uh, um, review their documents. And there will be a professional copywriter as well. Right. Yeah, right. so there will be three person working on a case. But the client will only need to talk to two of us, which is a consultant mm. and a documents controller. Right. Mm. Wonderful. Right. Thanks for sharing. And, <laughs> no problem. Uh, I think definitely everybody, I think, um, will understand a little bit more. In fact, I think a lot more about the entire process. Mm. And I think most importantly is that how to increase the chances of getting mm. a PR status and citizenship status because that relates to, of course, uh, purchasing of properties in Singapore in terms yeah. of the additional buyer stamp duty and all that. So thank you, Kay, yes. for no coming problem. on. So far, so good. It's been wonderful having you and answering all these questions. So uh, do um, watch out for our next episode of uh, So Far, So Good. And today we have uh, Kay, the co-founder of The Immigration People, and we'll see you on the next round. So meantime, take care. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh,